Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast, and it's the third episode of our deep dive into Sunderland Till I Die. Tonight we're going to be covering episodes five and six of the Netflix documentary series. We're fairly balls deep in it now, and once again, I'm joined by Gareth Barker. Hi. And Chris Weatherspoon. Hello. How Ooh. are you doing? Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Just so a, is, that in... Defi, is that Defi Gareth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got a little field creator. Yeah. If anyone's going to break um, quarantine, it's one of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, bit of a mild admin. Um, on the last one, Rory and um, Matthew were discussing uh, the Taz. Now, I can reveal that there is a caramel Freddo. Um, is there? There is. Right. Is that so? That's essentially. So that's essentially that is essentially a Taz. So Taz has just been they've been rebranded into caramel Freddos. Uh, no, 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 no. So if you you know if you get on online and you you're missing Tazers, there you go. It's a caramel Freddo. Obviously, it's just in the shape of a frog instead of a Tasmanian devil. Um, but you know, it depends how you derive the pleasure. Is it from the chocolate or is it from the the shape of the product? I'll let you decide. I'm I'm not a big fan of caramel at all. Um, in fact, I hate it. So <laughs> in fact, I, if I can avoid it. You, you don't well, like caramel. No, you you get you're dipping yourself though, aren't you? You buy your Taz and you're getting 100 percent chocolate. Right. For the same price, you're buying a, a Freddo. You're getting half the chocolate and half of a foreign body that you don't want. Well, it's used to but, fill out. Yeah, but if you're buying a Taz, you want the caramel, surely. Yeah, exactly. Surely. Oh, hang on, hang on. What's the difference? I thought Taz was all chocolate. No, no. A Freddo's no, all Freddo. chocolate. A Taz is chocolate and caramel. Right. But they don't do Got Taz's it. anymore, as they were saying. But you can get a, a caramel Freddo. Why don't they do Taz? Do you think it's some kind of like... Well, it's probably appropriation outdated thing. now, isn't it? How, how well, can you... Tasmania still exists. Yeah, but nobody's watching, you know, Looney Tunes now, are they? Well, they might, they might be now. But I'm going out on Netflix soon, Gareth. Would you eat a caramel-filled pepper pig? Mm. Not a Kinnerton one, because that's horrible. Old parents yeah. out there know Kinnerton chocolate's the worst. It's nothing worse, like, when you open a, like, a Advent calendar oh, and Super Mario, get in. And you, like, look on the back and say, like, chocolate by Kinnerton. Yeah. Just put it straight <laughs> in the bin. Just dog chocolate. Yeah, it's disgusting. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. So... Episode. That was about as that was about as pointless six. as a Sunderland meeting about um, a transfer window, as we'll yeah, see later yeah. in one of these episodes. You all get up and leave after that. So, um, our, our dearly, dearly loved Simon Grayson. He's he's now left, as a, as covered by Matt and Rory, and now we're left with uh, with Chris Coleman. Uh, so this is our first exposure to to the Welshman, um, and he starts off uh, this episode on the wrong beach. And the North Sea. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. Yeah, is it is it Tynemouth? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was Tynemouth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. mm, it, there's a little uh, beachside beachside cafe, um, which is quite nice actually. But um, that's where that's where they're having the their bit bacon sandwich. Um, I just wish that could have been done in Sunderland. It's well, a shame. could have gone into into Fausto if Fausto was there at that point. Maybe um, they did it because if he had gone for a walk. At Sunderland Beach, he would have been like they would have been stopped every two minutes. Yeah, logistically. So maybe that was why. But it was it was a it looked like a nice walk, 
But I think like you know the the thing about Coleman is, and like I was a bit sad watching it back because he is so charismatic, and even though you know what's gone on and how it all ended, he's still like give him another go, get him back in. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's just weird. He's just got something about him, and I think like that's you know they're all talking about it in the other episodes where they're like he makes you feel like you know everyone's behind him and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think we we drew the short straw with these episodes in that regard because it's like definitely. it's proper like a kind of like it's like being forced to watch your ex when it was good, mm. and it's like and it, and it's like really heartbreaking because all, all the way through he's he's like really positive and he's really optimistic and he's he's talking up the club and everything and you're like sat there going, yeah, we know how it ends, Chris. We we know where this yeah. is headed. And it's like, like uh, my notes for this episode are just, I love Chris Coleman. Yeah. Because that's that's basically how the episode makes you feel. I know. It, it's... I've, I've got a slight problem with the notes that I made, because I watched uh, episode five again last week. Um, and I'm not sure whether I understand the notes I've made. I've just written, like, point, point three on my notes here is bad attitude. That's like that's Lewis Graben. I'm basically no, that's I'm basically Lewis. Alan Barton. Yeah, yeah, that's Lewis. Yeah. That's Lewis yeah. Free or... score, free scorer. Actually, no, change that to bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're now at the stage of the series, like when the when the credits come on, it's very much a skip intro situation now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly I... because I didn't leave a, a lot of time to watch these before we did this yeah. but so i was trying to like cut out as much as i could but um yeah you kind of a long intro as well isn't it for like yeah, yeah it drags is. on a bit yeah it's nice it's a nice song don't get us wrong it's it's a nice song i don't, I don't think it fits the series personally i think it's controversial it's, it's, well oh yeah, it's a nice song and it's a it's a local artist and, and you know so you know you know more boxing... important than ever what we spot local artists but jeepers creepers it's just a bit it's a bit sad, isn't it? So you know, boxing deal last season against Bradford. Were you like yeah. the? Were you like one among forty six thousand, like booing when he when <laughs> he was don't. on the pitch at half time? Turn, like, turns this, my back. This is shite. I don't he doesn't hear sing this. for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with a, a, a lovely game of head tennis. And I, I think Does. I want to see I want to see more of this head tennis game yeah. between. Um, Coleman and Kit Simons and uh, Kevin Ball and Robbie Stockdale. See, I when I was when I was watching this at first, I was like, the way like Coleman was taking the, the piss out of Bawley, I was like, oh, that's that's a brave move. Then I remembered they're actually like good mates, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Played full together. Yeah, because yeah. at first I was like, wouldn't be doing that, Chris. Like I know you're six foot whatever, but wouldn't fancy that. He's, he's probably you're probably going to be on, on the end of the first ever sliding tackle in a game of head tennis. <laughs> But um, but no, it, it's quite it, it's quite um the thing that stood out to me was like, it's quite a contrast from like Grayson, isn't it? Like, and not I'm I'm not saying Simon Grayson definitely doesn't get involved in those sorts of yeah. ways and that, but like it, it's just like it kind of summed up like the difference in the characters and like Coleman, yeah. just like I think like what um Matthew and Rory said about like the fans reacting to Coleman, like. It was a completely different kind of level of appointment, and I think you kind of see that in the personalities, like throughout the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Da- then, uh, but Mister, da- yeah, David Brent pops his head round the door. Brent. <laughs> it's full yeah. Brent. When Finch is here, yeah, it's Brent down the warehouse, isn't it? Mon- it is, monkey, yes. monkey, Allen, monkey Kevin. 
He's like in there, like how like trying to have some banter with Kevin Ball. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. It's like a proper Brent moment where he just pops his head around the door, tries to get involved in the crack. Yeah, like Martin Bain's definitely the type of person that would like go into a dressing room and like say something like 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 hands off your cocks on with your socks. Yeah, or yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. There. He definitely he like completely inappropriate. He definitely gets changed in like the open middle section of the changing rooms in any yes. public exercise facility. He's toweling off, he's flossing, he's got his leg up on the bench. He doesn't care. And he's like And he's like he's all, he's definitely one of those who like he he faces towards the door for someone yeah. coming in oh. just so that when they walk in and they My feel boys. uncomfortable. Yeah, he can yeah. just be like <laughs> All right lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nothing worse. Yeah. No, we don't have that anymore. No James? Yeah. Yeah, a small mercy so, for whoever yeah, so goes to Martin Bain's gym is that um, you won't have to see his genitals for the foreseeable on your exercise. <laughs> see, we're all like you said for the foreseeable. We're presuming like this is we're going to get gyms back. Maybe like in ten in ten years' time, people will be listening back to this podcast. Like, oh yeah, remember, remember when we had those? Remember gyms? Yeah. Now, remember like, people, yeah. Like, like, when people left the house. Yeah. Now we just have to bit... run away from the police. Yeah. <laughs> You're exercising for the second time today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come this way, sir. So it takes us into the uh, first game of 2018. Um, and as, yeah. as yeah, the quote there is, we want 2018 to be a whole lot better. I think, <laughs> think Bali says that, doesn't he? Yet another always sunny moment in this series. Yeah. Um, it's full of it. Like, these, these two episodes is, are full of all this hope and kind of what can pull yeah. ourselves out of this and it's like yeah. what what's the what's the opposite of like foreshadowing because we're like really really good at it like we're really good at like predicting exactly the opposite of what's going to happen <laughs> but everyone but, everyone everyone believes don't they like in, in your team and i guess with Sunderland, the thing is there's just more people to believe and then more people will be disappointed um but there, it, it is the atmosphere. It's just like everyone's just such a there's such a buzz, and everyone's like fully invested in Coleman, and like he's just lifted the whole place. He's lifted everybody. Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing that strikes me about a lot of the match footage from from these two episodes, particularly, it's just how desperate it looks. I know, I know the yeah. pink seats. The pink seats don't help, but uh, it looks really like because this was well into there. the point, wasn't it? Where like. The attendance that they read out bore no resemblance yeah. to like the amount of people. Mm. Like I think that's really noticeable in. Actually, I don't think it was the bar. Well, it is noticeable in the Barnsley game. There was another game of the Brent, Brentford, Brentford game. The Brentford game is a low yeah. episode, for me. Yeah. That that'll be the game that I'll always remember from that season. And we'll. I, I know we'll talk about it. Yeah. Later, but that's the game I'll always like. That. When I think about last, that season, I think about the Brentford game every time yeah. for a number of reasons. But we'll talk I, about I the Brentford game mean, when yeah. we come to it. I thought yeah. this Barnsley game, like I actually thought they they kind of made it look more interesting than it was. Because yeah. I remember the, the game itself was terrible. Yeah. Like it, it was New Year's Day one. It was yeah, freezing it was, cold. Yeah. And and it was absolutely garbage. But like in this, like they kind of they somehow spliced together some footage that makes it look half interesting, and in reality, yeah. it's shite. I remember Oviedo hitting the bar from the free kick. See, I'd I'd forgot about that. Do you know what? Like, I was thinking about other games, like Ultimate Banter, where like we've missed. Where remember the Reading game? 
was it Coleman's first home game in charge, a Reading game, and we uh, and uh, McManaman like handballed it in on half time. We thought we'd scored, and then he got we, the goal got disallowed. He got sent off. <laughs> we went in, yeah. nil but nil. One nil up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been one nil. It was right on half time. So he went from like one nil up right on half time to nil nil and down I... ten men. Because we'd won the week before, hadn't we? Was it, that when we'd won down Burton. Burton, and then this was his first home game in charge. See, this was the thing. This episode, like, because obviously two days before the um, the Barnsley game, we'd obviously would won down at Forest, hadn't we? Where we'd had like, I think we'd literally yeah, had one yeah, shot yeah. and scored from it. And I, I get why they left it out because obviously, like, they've only got a finite amount of time and it probably doesn't help the narrative that they're building towards but I was a little bit because dis- that, that was class that was like probably one of the best away days of the season do they, yeah. do they show any games that we win uh, the Norwich game is that it is that, it? Is that the only game that, or the they Burton the or the Burton one. game of course they didn't show they didn't show the whole game you know no, the, no, ended, they did. Yeah, yeah. the calendar year of, of did they show that no they didn't uh, no they didn't because no, that, that's I'm, I'm sure that no it's the Fulham end. it's Fulham game they show that Oh, they right. showed the Fulham game, which was the calendar year one. Yeah. When, uh, oh, right, okay. when Madger scored. So it was the whole game where, where Asoro and uh, Madger led the line for us. Yeah. Yes, because yeah, that, 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 yeah, that should have been in this that. episode. Yeah, 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 it should be, because that, that kind of perfectly illustrates that maybe we will be okay um, without Fletcher and uh, without Graben and, um, and, and Vaughan. Yeah. Um, obviously, so obviously, we weren't, but. I think that's a good point, because, like, I mean, trying out here. I know we're going to come on to it, we'll try not to skip ahead. We are but like in, darting about a bit, aren't we? In, well, yeah. I was just going to say, like, kind of, there's a bit in, like, episode six where, like, Nick Barnes is saying, oh, they've given themselves a chance kind of thing. But I think if you were just watching it, like, and you had no idea what had gone on in the season, obviously, like, Southern fans were no different than that. But you don't really see, apart from the Burton game, you don't actually see any victories for Coleman. So you'd, there's a chance when you're watching it, you'd be like, well, hang on a minute. How have they given themselves a chance when <laughs> every bit of footage is them conceding? But, um, but when you look at the league tables, it's like we're never... That's never just so touch. frustrating when I'm never really out of touch. I mean, I can't remember what the mm. final league table was, but I think were we only five or six points? I think, yeah, so. by the end, it, it was weird because, I mean, obviously Rory and Matthew will cover this yeah. in the next one, but like... And we had that, I mean, we had that we run at the end of the season. There. Didn't we? We had like a, yeah. a decent run of games at the end of the season where we just couldn't quite kept convert them. Yeah, we just couldn't quite convert the the the, the performances into into points. Yeah. And what was that, um, that Norwich the, game? The Norwich game. Where we were because oh. I, I, I I've I spoke about this before, but and I know I know Matthew and Rory will probably cover it, but yeah, I I went to there and I left. I wanted to leave on like eighty eight minutes. But my daughter was like, "No, I want to stay. Like, you don't want to stay. It's a Just go home." And she was absolutely furious when that equaliser went in. We were out of the bottom three. Yeah, yeah, we were. Well, what we could have done with in those games was Lewis Graben. Yeah, which well, is a nice little yeah, link yeah, back. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. it kind of it. We obviously covered the first transfer window, so we get to do maybe we like the transfer experts. Um, but yeah. Robbie Stockdale's um, kind of ongoing or forget the targets we identified then like he's really confident that like they'll get out of it mm. I'm just thinking yeah, like there's this running theme where it's like but it's always like we've got no we've got no like um, 
we got no money. So like Martin Baines just all the way through, like basically we've got no money. So I'm thinking like, well, who we had money in the summer and that's the window you had. And then January yeah. we got no money and you're like, con- like again, it's that sort of winner's confidence, isn't it? Where you're like, well, if we just do this, just do that, we'll get out of it. Yeah. But, you know. I the- think lose, losing, losing your strikers, it, you can't really. <laughs> I think that's like the. You just can't mitigate for that. That's like the main takeaway from this one, isn't it? Like they're literally realizing like they've they've lost the best striker. Um, they've also lost their worst striker in James Vaughan, and then it's like, who are we gonna get in? And it, it's kind of. And what did what did you think about the bits with grabbing? Because I just think it comes across oh, a prick. an absolute I've called tosser. Him a, I've written the word smirking fucker. I put <laughs> I put smug. Yeah. So he, and he just lies as well because he reckons he's. But, and is that this, when he's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Getting subbed up in sixty minutes, you like that never happened. See, I literally, yeah, not I thought, sure that's for me. Yeah, I'm not sure that's for up. me. It was like, well, yeah. it, maybe it isn't all about you, mate. That's why I looked yeah. it up, and I was like, so you got took off at Wolves on eighty four minutes, but we had ten men, so you kind of like, okay, take a striker off, like it's kind of understandable. You got took off at at home to Fulham on seventy three minutes when Magic came on and won the game, so you're like, well justified and then he got took off against Birmingham on around the same time so when he's like banging on about 65 minutes and that it's total bollocks like yeah he's clearly like I, I think because like I think like now there's a kind of like revisionist thing where like kind of fans get blamed for grabbing and leaving like where it's like oh all he did like that that line about all he did was score goals but really like Coleman kind of says it himself like he didn't want he grabbing didn't want to be there for whatever reason. Yeah. Could Coleman have done more maybe there? I mean, if that's his attitude, then that's his attitude. I think that's but, a thing. But, I, like, I, there clearly wasn't a good relation, working relationship between the two. Yeah. And that's yeah, probably going to colour the though. whole thing. You could clearly, if, he had, if he had a good working relationship, he'd want to stay. But there is a... Like, I know, like, again, it's after the event and not really anything to do with this, but you have, a, like, stories about saying the players actually didn't really take Chris Coleman, which is funny because I think every, everybody else in the world did, but, like, the players yeah. didn't, so... I was, I was thinking about this, and do you not think it's kind of, like... I think definitely throughout these two episodes, Coleman, like, comes across as, like, kind of really appreciative of, like, being at the club and, like, the people who work at the club and all that. And I can imagine him, like, coming in and being, like, none of, none of you, like, care enough sort of thing. Like, he, he kind of hints Maybe. at it. And it and he, yeah. do, he does kind of hint at it. And we'll, we'll come on to, like, the, what he says about Rodwell and stuff. But, like, I don't know, maybe... Because Grayson probably... Well, definitely compared to Corbin, probably was a bit of a soft touch. So it's kind of, like... I, I, I wonder whether it's whether that's the kind of easy sort of complaint. I know what you mean about them. Like obviously, as a manager, he's got to manage them. But I just feel like his his attitude is what it should be. Whereas oh don't yeah, really get that you're right. But at the, the same time, it's like in a situation they were in, we get rid of two strikers. Yeah. Really well, our striker and James Vaughan, and then yeah. like re- replace them with. I mean, let's see where we're going to turn me page over. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, there's no joined up thinking again, is there really? Um, yeah. With that, with with anything they're doing, and you know, it was like, well, we'll get we'll get rid of Vaughan and Grabbin, 
and then we'll we'll replace them. Yeah. But like they should have learned from the summer that it's not that easy. But there's that like really like awkward scene, isn't there, when um Ian's on the phone to Chris Martin's uh, agent. Chris Martin's agent. And yeah. it's like to be fair, like Bean obviously realises what's going on. But yeah. when you listen to it, it it's it's classic like it's 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 classic like like the girl trying to let the guy down gently, kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go out next yeah. week, but you're I, never I think gonna Bain, go out Bain's next week. Bane's all too aware as well, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's, you're, you're right in that he's very much he he knows what's going on, and I didn't really appreciate that at the time. Like even after even after seeing it, I didn't think that he was being played. But there's a bit where he goes, um, Bane asks him if if he's keen to come, and he can't the the agent leaves a gap and goes yeah yeah he yeah, hesitates yeah. that's the yeah i get such a lie <laughs> yeah he's really keen to come but he needs the weekend to, to check how keen oh, the company is it's yeah, just the, the whole weekend. thing it was like in a, in a way you know good that we didn't get somebody like that because like to sit like he's, he don't, he doesn't need to see the ground he doesn't need to see the training facilities why don't you yeah like why yeah. don't you like, like where where has he played in the past that yeah. that would compare? I why does why doesn't it accept, why doesn't it excite you that you've got an opportunity and you might as well go and have a look, you know? But I guess the toxicity at the time around everything to do with the club might have been off putting. But yeah, I mean, but I was going to say he went yeah. to Reading. He went to Reading, which is like, in my opinion, the most pointless football club in the country. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. just it's in the middle. It's just nowhere, and the stadium is named after a man who built it, and it's empty. With there's like six thousand people go to games there, um, unless they're in the yeah. Premier League. Um, it's just a weird thing, but yeah, it's really like, annoying fans as well. It's it just like, really <laughs> annoying. It's just like I don't know. You, you that is. If there's a point in the documentary where you have sympathy with Martin Bain, it is yeah. at that when he puts the phone down to that agent, and he, mm. and he does say it's a t- I think at the moment it's the toughest job in football. Yeah, um, and and from a just from a basic working to do the job that he's got to do at that time and the the task that the club's faced with, he is pissing into the wind. Like yeah, regardless. Yeah. Like I think, like to be fair to like Bain and well. Coleman by extension like this episode because I remember like obviously like I think they came in for a lot of criticism after this transfer window when it transpired that we hadn't really improved much if at all kind of thing but this kind of highlights what they were battling against like you've got a bloke from Derby County who looked like Derby County like decent championship side nothing more kind of thing and he's like messing us around, which it just shows how like unattractive the club was to players. And like, it it's quite. I never clicked this on like the first time I watched it, but like the players are actually like discussing like new signings. Yeah, and yeah. You can tell like when they're seeing like I think it's it's about that Chris Martin saying like oh he doesn't want to come kind of thing, and yeah. one of them's just like fucking hell like so. And I, you can tell they're like absolutely. Like yeah. gutted by it as well, yeah. so you you can see how the mentality was what it was. The point out as well that yeah. Chris Martin had scored one goal uh, that season, and I think he'd actually made about twenty appearances. Yeah, he had. Yeah. Um, so I think at the time there was a bit of discussion about like, well, why on earth are we in for him? And really, it probably is best um, 
we didn't we didn't get him because you know I think he probably you know what if he had if his if he was nothing else he would have come here and he'd be he'd be had the same attitude as Lewis Graben without any. I was going to say ability. yeah, it's just so, like for like in it. Yeah, in terms of attitude, not attitude, not in quality. So yeah, you know he probably so dodged we've, a we've, bullet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, we've skipped past uh, the the snow day. Yes. Oh, yeah. see, this is where Chris Coleman, the love again, when he's cleaving the pitch. What a guy! Yeah. yeah. How how can you not like him? Yeah. Fair Being point, there yeah. as well, getting in there. Yeah, they're all involved. This um, is the immortal Aidan McGeady gimps yeah. scene, isn't it? Bit of yeah. all the bit all of the young lads are chucking snowballs at Mild misogyny from him <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. And also sadomasochism as well. Yeah. Gimps. Well, yeah. <laughs> you haven't explained yeah, what sadomasochism is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, just, I mean, just, get you in, just to get you in the loop. Yeah. yeah. There was talk but, well when he left. There was talk of bullying. Maybe it was. Maybe the linked. I don't know. Do you do you not reckon somebody just watched something till I die? So I'm leaving. Was like they oh, must have been bullying the kids. That's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there are markers there, aren't there? There are the, like sort of signs hidden in plain sight. There's <laughs> abuse. So then after the uh, after the the Chris Martin debacle, uh, Birmingham three one defeat. Right. Um, this one, I completely forgot about Lamine Corner playing for us that season. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. I've seen him in like I see him pop up on a on a couple of training shots, and I think, oh, that's just a library shot that they've used from like pre-season or something. But yeah, he was there all season, wasn't he? Yeah, I completely forgot. And he's like just like how is that? Yeah, this like I've just got how is this the same person who floored Yaya Toure a couple of years before that? Yeah, like how 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 is that the same footballer? Because just it's worlds days, apart, it? it's yeah. mad, isn't it? That that's a talk about someone checking out because they didn't get the move they wanted. Yeah, shocking. Mm. I mean, that yeah. he checked out for eighteen months. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? So we have uh, Peter Peter Farrer, um, formerly of well, he's been on this pod before, hasn't he? Um, and he, he's I, I really like him. Uh, the taxi driver. Yeah, he's a really yeah. good commentator yeah, throughout throughout the series, and he's a voice of reason as well. He comes out with some really good stuff. Uh, no more so than this time when he says, uh, "No match report in the mail, not a line." Then leaves it, leaves a, a classic beat, and then just goes, "Tory bastards." <laughs> Brilliant. Just like comic time. What I what I like is he's clearly reading the mail, and yet he's still calling them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's right, like, and he's. Touch, he's spot on because it's something at the time we talked about, you know, where he used to say, like, you know, they all used to turn up for the funeral, and that's what it was. Yeah. yeah and, it you is. know, they, they were happy to, you know, come and, you know, come and witness the end and then pass yeah. pass comment without it seeing, you know, what, why, how we'd got to where we had. Yeah. I think Did that's, you notice? That's, that's indicative oh, of the coverage of 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 the football league from from national newspapers. It's yeah. very much they'll check in on a team from time to time, like they did with Leeds. The kind of then they did it with Middlesbrough as well when Middlesbrough were, were out of the division for for like seven years. They'd pop round and they kind of just put the head around the door and like do this yeah. think piece covering loads of points that we'd all covered in the regional press for for months before. And well, then we, they, then they, we've, well, we've done our bit and then off the go again. We've seen it. We've seen it this season, haven't we? Like yeah. It took months for them to get their arse in gear. We'll get one one piece in the Telegraph or whatever, and then that's it. 
But um, did yeah. you notice what uh, Peter was listening to in his taxi in this yeah, episode? Five Live, Wise Men Say on Five Wise Live. Wise Men Say on Five Live. Break, breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit the big time. Yeah, I wrote that down. What yeah. was it? What was it that it was? Was it me saying get rid of Jack Rodwell? Yeah, it was you and Stephen yeah. on about Rod. Yeah. I think Phil Smith was on as yeah, well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And um, yeah, because I think wasn't it? this is the first time in the series I think that they kind of really start to hone in on like the fact that we've got no money and the fact that the owner, like I think it actually comes up on the screen saying like the owners decided not yeah. to invest any yeah. more money, kind of thing. Yeah. And like this is the in I think they kind of use like they they literally like line Rodwell up as kind of like the antichrist sort of thing because they're like well the club's got no money this guy's getting loads of money off the club and it's like it's not a very hard line to draw between the two of what they're saying should be happening. So just to talk about chronology and I know that I know that that the the producers have kind of just tweaked the timeline a little bit just to make it a bit more dramatic but does the Jack well, Rock Rodwell showdown talk does that take place on the, on the morning of transfer day their deadline day um, I think I don't I don't know but I, it was definitely near the end of the window because he yeah. did that yeah. in, they, they show that interview in the mail oh god with, uh, yeah. with Craig Cook where he's saying like oh I want to get back in the England team and all that it's, it's just incredible incredible yeah. Unbelievable. He might it should have been in Hello. Like it shouldn't have been in the yeah. Daily Mail. Like unbelievable. That definitely that and I am not I'm not saying this out of turn, but that had copy approval written all over it. That had yeah. it goes back to his people. He says yes to it. Hundred percent. It helps his case. It helps him to kind of massage the um it just the, the PR angle, it just yeah. just helped him. And that, that's yeah. all it was, and it was it was a terrible piece from from just a terrible time for the club. Uh, we we didn't we didn't need that. Well, that's yeah. it. it's interesting that that you know after Peter said what he said, you know that yeah. appears in that newspaper and it's nothing to do with the football, and it paints this leech in a sympathetic, you know, in a sympathetic light to try and sort of make people think, oh, it's actually, it's not all that bad. But you know, yeah. like the thing is, if you look at that and then you compare it to the snippets of him in the show it's you know they make him look like a tit so it's just yeah, com- they know that you, you know become, you know you his attitude when they're um, watching the um, it's the Fulham game the Fulham game and he just yeah, could yeah. not care less um, he's just looking at his phone isn't he and then when you know, the, 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 he's like, oh, you know, he's in the changing room and he's, he's like, oh, you're going to be fifth of the weekend. He's just on oh, no chance. He's like la- almost laughing about it, stretching. Like, yeah, it's, it's just great. Going through the motions yeah, it's just a jolly up. Should tell you what's great? Like, how obvious, not him, not him correct, <laughs> but also how, like, how clearly Chris Coleman thinks he's a bell end. Yeah. Like when he's, because he, he's, is he on, he's talking to Simon Pride, isn't he? He's talking to Pride. Yeah, yeah. And they, he's, is like the most diplomatic answer he can muster, but yeah. he's kind of like, because they're saying like, oh well, he's he's in the paper saying like he wants to train hard, blah blah blah, and he's like, well, I haven't really seen any of that. I'm not sure where that's come from, kind of thing. And it's like, I think like go back to what you said, Richard. I don't know if it was definitely on deadline day, but it, that interview was like towards the end of January, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. I think 
they probably have like dramatized it a bit, but I think it, it is kind of um, sufficiently consistent. I would imagine. Got some good memes yeah. out of it though, didn't we? Yeah, oh, that's that the whole kind of Jack Rodwell walks the wrong way around IKEA. Yeah, oh, yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgot was it, about was that. it Tom who started that? Oh, I can't remember. I'm not. No. Tom was know, Brett. What... Tom was Brett Pittman. Tom did. Brett yeah, Pittman Brett from Pittman. Brett Pittman yeah. chips PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he might. He yeah. might be in season two. Be, yeah, he will. We'll be. get to bring yeah, that up again yeah. if he is. Yeah, yeah. Should just put that thread on. Episode, like, episode four of season two should just be that thread. Yeah. Should tell you just not about Rodwell and Gareth. I know we spoke about this earlier, but like, I do have sympathy for Bane, but. It is a bit rich yeah. that he's kicking off about how much Rodwell's getting. But he's getting yeah. like 1.2 million. I know. That's, I keep, it's, I'm just all the time going, 1.2 million pound salary. <laughs> 1.2 million pound salary for two relegations. How can you start more than we spent in the transfer window? Yeah. Like, and it's like, how like I get you? it. Well, I get it in that it. like somebody has paid him that. And it's like that old argument, like... If you were being paid it, you would take it. But then you can't, at the same time, be demanding that someone gives up their own contract to help the club out kind of thing. Not being funny, but, like, because people are like, oh, that's a difficult job, and, like, people will be paid, like, a large amount of money to go into a business and cost-cut. Like, I've heard people, like, excuse them, but I was thinking, hmm. any of us could go in there and sack everyone and then sign Kazenga Lua Lua and then get Literally. and then they get paid one point two million pounds. It is. It I is would have two, done that. It is two seasons at the club. We finished the lowest we could yeah. in each season. Like it wasn't even like we like finished third bottom. Yeah. Like we, we finished bottom of the league we both sa- times. We signed and sold Mika in the time oh, at this yeah. club. Uh, yeah, I've I've just got an exclamation mark next to his name here because I completely forgot yeah. about him. We signed. I think we, yeah, Kazenga. I mean, Kazenga Luwalua is like. I mean, it's just amazing. Like. And Coleman never played him. Like he would just never play him. I don't think he started a game, did he? He wasn't he supposed to start the Wolves game and then like pulled out the squad and Luke Molyneux played at the end of the season. Is that right? Yeah. Should I tell you what I've, why is um you know the, the the guy, one of the fans who they follow, um mm. and he's why is he <laughs> it's quite he's he's outside City Hall in Newcastle when he finds out that we've signed Lee Camp and I'm just kinda like right. I'm like, what a, what a way to ruin your night. Do you, tell you, yeah. do you know what's funny about that, actually, talking about... Talking about... Talking about... Um, signedly coming. Yeah, ruin, ruining your night outside of the City Hall. I went to see uh, Ricky Gervais at the City Hall once, and afterward, we were playing Birmingham um, under Roy Keane, and I came out, and it was an injury time, and um, DJ Campbell scored, and we drew 1-1. Oh. One, one. So basically, that's a, that's so a that, bad spot. It's a bad to be spot. In. It's a bad spot. Right. That is where bad yeah. things happen. That is the no Sunderland the... fan should ever stand for that prolonged period of time because no God knows what could happen. Must have had a busker we there. Alan Barridge at City Hall, Gareth. Sorry, we went to see Alan Barridge. Yeah, City Hall. we did. Yeah, that that was the night we played Liverpool and we we avoided the result. Came back and watched it on the uh, on the old uh, Sky Plus. Did we? I don't remember that. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, did so we know. lose? That's yeah. It was not when uh, Radio Preka Preka was subbed on and subbed off. Brought on and subbed off. Yeah. Probably say bad things happen. Bad that. things happen. <laughs> bad things happen if you stand in that spot for too long outside of Newcastle City Hall. I'm just thinking, Gareth. Like we're meant 
to be seeing Stuart Lee there in July. Yeah, that's a, and the, the, there's going to be... I mean, if if the world is back by then, there'll probably yeah. be a game on at this rate. Yeah, well, yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, so that'll be interesting so pre- to see what happens. So deadline day, we, we, uh, as you mentioned, in comes Lee Camp. Um, and, so, and there's a little bit of a, a, a running commentary from two of the fans. Um they're really they're really happy about the oh, no, that's great. Yeah. Did it's, did you it's, notice it's very funny. Did you notice when they first get introduced the guy's actually subtitled? Like I don't know yes. what he's I don't know what he's saying. Is he Northern but, Irish or, or Polish? Yeah, he is, yeah, he is, yeah. One of the two. Yeah, I just yeah. quite enjoyed that. I think because I think before the series came out, I was like thinking they're going to subtitle every single fan that they speak to. But actually, yeah, I think yeah. he's the only one. Thankfully, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just laughing because Chris is getting increasingly <laughs> like into the darkness. <laughs> yeah. We're on hangout. <laughs> he was like bright yeah, and dark. I can't even see him I've, now. I've noticed. We're this. recording this at like around six why o'clock. Is, like why is that? Six, so well, because like Put I've sat down. in the room, like the sun's out the back, <laughs> and there's like a big yeah. massive tree on the front oh, of the window okay. in this room. And the sun's obviously gone round, and I, I can't like, I can't manoeuvre myself to where the light switch is without making a hell of a racket. I'm silhouetted so now. I'm just sat here in the dark. Beautiful. Like, like some yeah. sort of creepy podcaster. <laughs> some sort. Of, that's all at the minute. I, <laughs> I see you've got a little on. light. I've just put a light on there. That's better. Just that. This, it's good that you. It's yeah. good that you pointed this out actually, because like. Yeah. It's like people a, might. People like, might think we're being yeah. unscrupulous yeah. and it's like gathering. A, it's like the Stuart Donald nightmare, just Chris looming in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just screenshotted it now. Yeah. Anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the, the thing. So yeah, um, deadline day. In comes Lee Camp, um, and the, the the lady in the um, the lady in the house says, uh, "Ticks all the boxes." <laughs> yeah. What, what boxes? I mean, what but... boxes did, did he possibly tick? I mean, there's, no. there's a very young PC 11. answer to that. But um, Ashley Fletcher comes in. Uh, that's made my night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Coleman's absolutely buzzing over that. He's like delighted that we've signed him. I, I, I think towards the end, Fletcher when Fletcher like especially the game, he he was looking great. Yeah. It's just a shame that. That he he needed that long to get into it. Um, but he hadn't played. That, he hadn't played. He hadn't yeah, played he hadn't, for about a year. Yeah, he hadn't. And this, it was a horrible he, situation to come into. Yeah. In fairness, yeah. this is a like, this is a problem. Like for pe- for players like that, and the situation we're in, it's we're signing players who Ajaria, who's never played a senior game of football, Kazengalu Alawa, who has not played football for a year. You've got, um, you know, Fletcher, who's not played for a year. Lee Camp, who is, an idiot, is this idiot. Um, who, who else did we sign? Jay Clark Salter. Doesn't even get mentioned for good reason, yeah. I think. I mean, dear me. He was on loan yeah. at, He played 11 games on loan at Bristol Rovers in League One or League Two, and then we signed him. Yeah, we had, we had these players, and it was just they may go on to be good players in their career. I know Clark Salter went on to, to captain, captain the England. Under twenties and two London, he. Um, if Fletcher's scored a few goals from Berra this yeah, season. He's an all right. Uh, Ajar- yeah. Ajaria is very Ajaria popular is at Reading. Uh, yeah, I thought he was still up. Was he? At no, no, he, no, he, no. He went to Rangers he, briefly and got sent, yeah, did, and got yeah. sent back, and then uh, he went to Reading, where he, he is quite popular. 
they wanted it. I think when he went on, he was on loan there, and they wanted to sign him permanently in the summer. So, I mean, it, we we got what we we got for nothing, yeah. and that you know that's that, that's how far money goes in the game. It's just it's just the wrong players to get into the club when, when we're struggling. They would they would do well in a team in our team now. You know when we're doing a little better. Well, I say yeah. Now, you know, three weeks ago when, <laughs> when when you know the before time when football was played. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the wrong time to bring those players in. They weren't going to do anything for the for the for the club. You know they tried, but they didn't get it. And I don't blame them for that. You know it's it's just a situation. There's, yeah, there's like a proper optimistic tone from Coleman as well, isn't there? When he's sat in his office and he's like, "We've had a really good day." Like. The people yeah. we've shipped out for the people we've got in, we haven't spent any extra money and all that. And you just, like I said before, it's just one of those. We know how it ends, Chris. Exactly, and I think I think that's what he says there at the end of the episode is uh, it's it's been a good window. Um, that's coming from a place of, of of pragmatism. It's been a good window considering the situation. Yeah. Considering there's been no money to spend. Um, considering we've lost our two strikers, one of them being yeah. our top scorer. Um, and the, the the kind of full stop on that episode is is Bane slamming the door when he finds out oh, that um, fume that Rodwell's Rodwell's not uh, not gonna back down. He's gonna you know sit on his contract. Uh, and I, I I can fully understand that anger because yeah. you've got seventy you've got a seventy grand you got a seventy grand uh, like a hole there in your budget, and he's probably he'd have probably been budgeting against against Rodwell going. But the the thing about it as well is like. I don't know what, like, obviously you don't get to see what Rodwell said in the meeting, but there must have been some hope from Bain that he was actually going to, like, walk away because he, would, he wouldn't react like that if if yeah. there was, like, you would have thought if Rodwell had gone in there and gone, nah, I'm staying put, I'm seeing my contract out kind of thing, um, that Bain would just be like, all oh, right, okay. But, like, the fact that he rings him up and then that's his reaction, he must have said... I'll seriously consider it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that that takes us to the end of uh, episode five. Um, we'll be back after the break with episode six. No guarantees. No, we will be back after episode. You know, we'll be back after the break. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast, our deep dive into episodes five and six of Sunderland Till I Die documentary. As always, we brought to you in, in association with uh, From the Terraces. Um, usually, we'd give you the discount code at this point, but under the, the current uh, coronavirus crisis, um, their manufacturer are not operating at the moment. Mm. So uh, we just wanted to show our support for them, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we're, we're, uh, we've been banging the drum for local businesses um, you know, across the region. It's, it's a difficult time for everyone, um, no more so than sole traders and 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 self-employed people so so just want to send our support to chris and the, mm. and the guys are from the terraces yeah when when the back up you know make sure maybe chris should do like sort of gift vouchers or something like that that could people can buy now and then you know when when it gets up and running again he can he can get all them printed off i haven't spoken yeah. about that just an idea so if you're listening chris it's no, a good <laughs> idea and, and, and no, i know we've, no I know we've got the discount code as well Yes, I know we've got the discount code, but I'd, I'd be willing not to use that if just just to give them a bit of a boost. Yeah, I don't think the print. And I don't think the print the fulfilling orders, so you're not going to be able to buy stuff at the moment. But you know, of all when you're making a list of all the things, you know that you, you know that you're missing because you have to 
you know, stay in the house, which you should stay in the house, you know. If you stay in the house, the longer you stay in, the faster this will be over. Think about it that way. You don't need an ice cream that badly. You don't need fish and chips that badly, you know. Just get on, get on with it, stay in the house, and then when we're all out, go on from the terraces, use the code WMS10, buy your top, the football will start, put it on, get to the match, you can go to the pub again, and everybody will have been having a lovely old time. But the sooner you stay in, the sooner we can all do that together again. Who that needs Boris Johnson? Public service announcement. <laughs> plug in one. So, episode six, entitled No Guarantees. This takes us through a pretty desperate time in the season. Um, I mean, the the season is a desperate season, so it's not gonna, it's not a fun and games episode at all. There's no not many banter points at all in this one. Um, yeah, the I didn't. Point is, yeah, go on. Chris. Sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I, did, I don't think I smiled much in this episode. This is it's like a really, it's a difficult watch, isn't it? Yeah, it's like. Have you ever seen Manchester by the Sea? No. The no. film. It's like no. it's like two hours in which you just like I don't think like a smile will cross your lips and like that's like that that this is our Manchester by the Sea. Anyone who's seen it will know what I mean. Yeah. It's it like Coleman at the start's like you've got to sacrifice, you've got to suffer. And then good things will come and I'm saying I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Been five years. <laughs> Um, yeah. And no, still misery. And now we can't go outside. So yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's got a peak soon, hasn't it? The, the negativity's got a peak soon, and then you know something good will happen. <clears throat> so you know, let's just let's just follow Chris's advice and uh, sacrifice and suffer, and then you know we'll be back in the Premier League in ten to fifteen years. Yes. So this first, the first game of this episode is uh, Bristol City away. Um, since titled Bristol and Bow, uh, without giving any... Well, you know what, you know what the score is, so no, no point Quite literally. pussyfooting around it. So, yeah, we we, we achieved an, a, an heroic 3-3 draw um, in the circumstances, being 3-0 down at half-time down at Ashton Gate. Um, the the particular feature of this of this part of the episode is, is focusing on... Um, on Sunderland fan Andrew Camus in his house. Uh, I want to question: Was this done after the game, or was it done I, during the game? I wondered about that. I don't no, know. There's like I think it was during because was they, were, they were actually saying to me, um, do, "What do you do during the game? Like, do you listen to it on the radio? We want to come and watch film somebody. What listen to the match on the radio?" But right. but I was going to every game. I was like traveling like to New York for every game at the time. So I couldn't, yeah. really, so I couldn't really like do it. So yeah, but he does. It's funny because he says like, like at halftime he's like, oh, you, you can't just turn the radio off. Um, you can't just uh, like you can't be fickle and sort of give in. I did. I mean, I I just went. Yeah. I, I actually went to Lidl, and then I was in Lidl and I checked my phone. It was like three one. So I was like, oh, put my earphones in. And then, like, I was walking back with some shopping, and when the equaliser went in, so that was, so I did give up on them. So yeah, Shop, uh, shopping all hour. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, shopping all hour the concourse. Yeah, yeah, there was <laughs> limbs, limbs in the um, in the middle aisle. Yeah, chicken thighs. Yeah, there was. Yeah, 
there was like gardening shears going everywhere and, and uh, one size fits all trousers and things like that. So yeah, that was great. Um, but you know, you were saying that it's like a sad episode and all that. I think this is the episode where we were in it the most. So thanks for that. Yeah, yeah that, 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 <laughs> I that know you're actually as well. That, that was part of my work, and um, yeah, Stephen and Gareth <laughs> pop up at the beginning of the, just before the uh, the yeah. Bristol game. Matthew as well. Um, Matthew, there, there's a there he is moment there. He is sitting in the uh, stand yeah, with his yeah, dad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. about this. Yeah. In his mud phase. Yeah. What yeah. I like, nice. what I like about your bit, Gareth, is like at the exact point where you're talking about yes. them being mentally shot to bits. It's yes. Lee Camp getting off Lee the Camp. team bus. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, so that's just cruel. With his unfeasibly high shorts. Yeah. And only he, one person could carry that look off. True. But and it's not Lee Camp. In a revelatory moment, Lee Camp's actually carrying a cup of coffee and he doesn't drop it. So, yeah. you know. It's a lovely snippet of things to come from him, though, with that first Bristol City goal. Yeah, what happened there? He just falls like, over, doesn't he? Yeah. Should tell you what it reminds me of. Can you remember um oh what you remember those like like terrible little like tabletop football games where you could just you would have like a, a lever behind the goal and the goalkeeper could already go back and forth yeah. across the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like to- he's one of them to- Tommy football. Yeah, so like a little that. battery operated one that kind of word about and you could only move players in like straight lines. It's a bit like kind of Conor McLaughlin but in tiny yeah, kind of plastic form, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, no, I know the game you mean. Yeah. I mean the 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 Bristol City game is like the kind of like apex of like fan anger in the series, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, with the, the the smashed camera. Yeah. Um, which which has been much discussed. It was just, <laughs> was it discussed on the pod? The the smashed camera. Can't remember. Set up set up shot. Uh, it might have been in the group chat when there was quite a lot of. Uh, technical bit. arguments about because yeah. how could you film a camera that's been smashed <laughs> like how did you manage to get that shot but anyway um i did feel bad late, late for the ca- cameraman at that yeah. point because yeah, he's mean, like it clearly is kicking off that. quite badly and he's just there doing his job <laughs> yeah yeah it's, i know the anger anger had reached its peak and it was pretty pretty raw but yeah there's no, there's no excuse for that so yeah, Lee Camp comes in and says, uh, "I want to come in and make a difference." Uh, do you think he did that? Looking back now, do you think he made a difference? The the kind of difference he was hoping for. <laughs> I'm glad just the second bit because he yeah. certainly made a difference. So obviously we, we we know what happens in that game. Three three, pretty uh, pretty good. Well, shows a bit of spirit. Let's let's move on to the next game and, and you know work on that. Um, Shall I tell you what I forgot about in that game? Ashley Fletcher's miss. Yes. It's and awful, like, isn't it? is that, I think is that a good save, save or a miss? I think it's well, it is a good save, but he should score. Like he's what, like four yards out, yeah, or yeah. something. And I think like that massively impacted him. Like I think if he'd scored scored then, we might have seen more from mm. him, or certainly we would have seen what we saw later in the season a bit earlier. Maybe. Well, he got booed off in the next game. Against Brentford, yeah. yeah. That's that's the point I was just about to make about taking the the momentum from that 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 last gasp draw straight into the Brentford game where they were it, like even more insipid in a home performance. Oh. That that was. I know we're we're skipping ahead here because there's quite a lot to go at in between the games, but 
But yeah, it was just kind of that was where that squad was, wasn't it? it? Just every high point was followed by a crushing, crushing low. Yeah, I think that was as I said earlier. That was the game where I. That was when I knew that it was going to get worse. I think there was talks at the time about pro, like off the pitch. It's not really covered in the show at that point, but um, a lot of like protests and you know discussions about could something be done, and you know there was a lot of that at the time. And I think yeah. you know the, the it, that was one of the worst performances I can remember from in the atmosphere. It was flat. It must have been about seventeen, eighteen thousand in the ground. Mm-hmm. It was just a wait, like it was a waste of an afternoon. It was terrible, really shocking. Um, and obviously, Ashley Fletcher getting booed off. Yeah, you know, after and you think he's only played three or four games probably at that point, and did fail from a bit because it gets to everybody. It's like you haven't got any time whatsoever. You to you haven't got you can't get. You, you know you can't. There's no time for sighters at that point. It's just you've got to be. You've got to hit the ground running, and it was just never going to happen with the players are brought in, and the the abuse that some of these players got was. It was just the situation. I don't think it yeah. was, you know, it was them, and yeah, feel from a bit in that in in that instance, getting you know booed off, and I think after that it was a long way back from. Yeah, I I agree. I I think. I think the problem with it was was like we were all so like massively fed up kind of thing by yeah. by the like I'm not saying like it was fair for him to get booed off but it, it's just it's it's not like it's not like he's been so terrible in the three or four games or anything it's like an accumulation of like like obviously like people who watch this like I know at the start of the series it talks about us getting relegated but it doesn't really explain like quite how how dire the season before that had been, and and it's kind of I, I mean the good thing is like the series does seem to have like shown us largely in a good light like it, everyone has yeah. like positive views on the fans but um, there was there was a wonder whether like people would think oh like they're a bit entitled and, and I think I think they get across that like we have been through the mill but I, I think. Even when they do that, it doesn't kind of capture the extent of just how bad it's been. Yeah. So uh, in between those those two games, um, we get a little bit more of an insight into, into Johnny Williams. Um, and this this is just it, sad. It's just really sad. I mean, they should have yeah. played the, the, the Peter Beardsley <laughs> in the background from Athletic or Minsk. Yeah, they with, absolutely should have. Without, yeah. without the wife. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Want to, I don't want to make fun of him because it's really, it's really. No, it is. And, yeah, it, I, you know, I, like. Why, why, I really but, like him. But why is he being billed as a second coming of Christ? Or like, well, why? Yeah, like, that, yeah. I mean, he wasn't that good. Do you not think they've like they've kind of because when Coleman first comes in, he's like one of the players that he's like talking about and who's mm. and he's excited to work with. And do you not think like at the time that they're doing it, they're thinking this is a great like narrative, like Johnny. Mm. Johnny Williams will come back in the team and really propel them yeah. forward. Like, because yeah. there were a bit where he says, like, Coleman's, like, the most comfortable he's felt with a manager or something yeah, like that. I can't remember McCarthy, exactly. Isn't it? <clears throat> it's, the, you know, the first kind of red flag for me is 
and this this should come down to this should come down to Crystal Palace's um, own own staff. I know we have we have Bali, who's working on the loan side. When we when we loan a player out, he's the one yeah. who keeps up with the player, and he's you know Palace being a Premier League team should have a, a similar person there. Just that he's living on his own. I know. You know he's and they must know they must know that he's not psychologically if, he, if he's not hundred percent a resilient character that could, that could kind of withstand coming up to the northeast and living on his own, have kind of long times of not doing anything other than playing football or just sitting on your on your ass playing FIFA. Yeah, you, you, and it, it didn't seem to from the documentary that from the footage that we saw, you didn't seem to think he had any friends within the squad either. Um, and he didn't seem to go off with them and do do anything kind of constructive with his time other than go train and then go home. You well, need someone with you. Yeah. It's because he's like the only one not living in the Hilton. If he, if he just stopped in the Hilton, like he'd have yeah. loads of teammates to spend his time with. Instead, he's got like a nice house. I have no that, idea where it is. There doesn't seem to be much just, uh, crack, does it? Like no. Between no. the players, it's it's not. It doesn't feel. It feels all a bit forced. Like when you see them interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, like I, yeah. The the saddest Johnny Williams line is when he talks about considering getting a dog. And you're yeah, just like, yeah. oh no, this this is sad. So it goes. Well, kind of. Yeah, and um... speaking of um, that sort of thing, though, Jason <laughs> Steele, a broken man in five months, basically. Yeah, he's yeah. really like, bad. He's like on the floor as well. Yeah. Fell out of for football. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. I forgot about that. I'd completely forgot about it until I saw the episode. And Same. Like, oh, he went to Derby. Yeah, this is what I was thinking because, like, because they don't at first they don't show that he didn't go, did he? And then it kind of yeah. like yeah. circles back around to it and goes, he nearly went, but now he's back to fight for his place. And you're just like, oh dear me, like he's another yeah. one who I think like, yeah, I mean you've just said it there, Gareth, but it's just completely broken. Like, he, look, he's not, he's not exactly a, a amazing goalkeeper or anything, but he <laughs> surely he's not as bad as he was for us. Robin Wright are literally broken um, and yeah. completely gratuitous and unnecessary yeah, why? medical footage, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. didn't need to say that. I've written that down. Didn't yeah. need to say that. Not, yeah. yeah. I don't, no. It's as if they clearly they were like, well, it's going to cost a bit of money to send somebody over to Holland. We might as well <laughs> stick in the footage yeah. of his, his finger getting operated on. Yeah. So... So it takes us to the Brentford game, which we've, we've touched on. Um, it just looks, I was just saying earlier, it looks absolutely desperate. Um, I thought it was a Middlesbrough game but, after that, wasn't it? Well, on on, on the programme, it was... It I've went got from, Brentford before then. Oh, I'll carry on. That was, well, yeah, yeah, it was Brentford before that. And then it goes to uh, Williams returning return to training. Yeah. Um, and then there's a really weird bit... Um, which is Alfie, Alfie Joey from BBC Newcastle. Yeah, yeah he gets a lot of time. Center. And he's, he does this stand-up act at the, uh, the, at stand. the stand that looks like it would probably not even play well on like a really bad talent show from the 90s. <laughs> but he gets a really good reaction. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, he comes across really nice on... Surprised how blue he was, like, well, uh, yeah, being on the radio... Like, Throwing off the shackles of his, uh, yeah, yeah. his clean-cut radio career, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe this is the inspiration. Maybe this is the inspiration for the Irishman, because he literally puts oh. all three 
actors from that together. Well, he does the holy trinity of uh, of, yeah. of impressions, doesn't he? And did, it's a terrible segue into the impressions as well. Just oh. Did you pick up on one of the lines where he said, you can't be Charlie Big Balls? Yet yeah. another premonition. We'll see in season two, Alfie, that you absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. Nice little throw forward there from, from the boy Alfie. But um that really annoyed us. Um but then in the in in the in the background we've got the Bolton defeat. Um which we're kinda of just skipping over defeats. Yeah, more defeat great well there was lots of them. More great work from yeah. Lee Camp. Yeah. yeah. We haven't but talked about what... the bottom oh, sorry. and the six only six points adrift. You know, yeah. that's not insurmountable at that stage of the season no. to be be in February six points adrift. It's six points from safety effectively. It's it's not yeah. it's not a, a a terminal situation. I mean, it proved that it was, but at that stage. But we we're still in touch, though, weren't we? Yes. Speaking yeah. of camp, we haven't talked about what Peter, the taxi driver, calls him, which I really enjoyed. And he keeps referring to him as carry on camp. Carry on camp. <laughs> and, and it's just like, there's no like kind of like, this This is who I'm talking about kind of thing. He just keeps referring to him as that. Yeah. And, and, and quite right, too. <laughs> So the Borough game, um, my my recollection of that Borough game was that uh, at this stage I didn't have uh, I didn't have the money to get over to New York every week to watch to watch Sunderland um, on the live feed. So I was relying on on Radio Newcastle to listen to the games most of the time. Uh, apart from this game, I couldn't get Radio Newcastle um, in in the car because uh, I was because I struggle in seeing to get BBC Newcastle so um, I listened to BBC Tees instead um, <laughs> and that was that was a terrible experience <laughs> they were going absolutely nuts at, at uh, Patrick Bamford's two pretty well taken goals um, and and yeah the, the nice little sweet payoff with the yeah. McManaman well, equaliser yeah. they, they, were, they were on the knees at that point led bit of scoring as well yeah I've got that yeah. penalty yeah he, he had penalty wasn't he yeah were you at that game Gareth yeah yeah uh, no, no, just because Richard saying he wasn't and I, I was I was on a stag do oh, oh, um, no I was there yeah. I, I just like because I was trying to think like how I how I felt when this was all going on and I distinctly I mean I was on a stag do so probably another reason why but I, I just remember being kind of completely indifferent by this yeah. point like you, you knew the writing was on the wall yeah and it was just kind of like I think that for me personally anyway is like where the the series starts to like divert away from how we actually felt as fans because I think even at that point you kind of you knew where it was headed there wasn't really that much hope left yeah we could never quite Whenever there was an opportunity to kick ourselves out of it, we could never quite keep our heads above water. Yeah, um, there was an air of, of inevitability about yeah. it at that stage of the season where you think I, we'd been hit so many times, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we we weren't rolling with those punches anymore. We're just going like, well, what 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 have we got? What next? can we do? Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. I'm amazed that they left out Jake Clark Salter's red card. In oh, no. Presumably because they didn't want to label the whole series in eighteen. I don't think he's even like referenced in it. No, no he's not. You see him lighting in the background. The, uh... Yeah, I saw yeah, one pop... clip of him. He pops up on the whiteboard when they're like going through formations and the yeah. injury list and stuff. You'll see his name, 
but yeah. that's it. It's it's a fleeting. He's in it more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would no, hope so. <laughs> no, because it, it's not a big point, but it, it was two of us in a Wise Men's team team, Wise Men's team that weren't in the documentary. Um, oh well, you might be in. You who, might be this time next two? week. Who were the two? It's me, me and Gary. Oh. me and Gary Foster snubbed on the edit, on the cutting room floor. Well, next this time next week you might be you might be the star of the show. Yeah, well, I have. Uh, I'm, I'm not not going to give anything away, but I've I've got myself an agent. <laughs> yeah. Is it Chris Martin's agent? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so straight into the Beast from the East, 2018. Um, Is that what that was? Because I, sure yeah, yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to think, and because um, when I was watching this back, I was like, I don't remember the weather being that bad, unless it was like that year, in which case, um, yeah, it was absolutely horrendous. Well, first thing I thought when I saw the uh, the lampposts moving all around on the on the kind of camera phone footage, I was like, oh god, is this Darren Gibson? <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. No, not no. yet. That's to come. We skipped over Darren Gibson's um, return and then hasty, hasty, yeah. hasty exit um, earlier in the. In, see, I think it was episode five where it was like yeah, it built was. up and he went. So yeah, yeah more no, from him. The injury, didn't he? Yeah, more from yeah, him soon. From him. So like Steve, Stephen and Gareth are pop up again. Um, and Gareth, Gareth, you kind of like set the tone for the for the last moments of the episode, weren't you? It was just saying how. How, as Chris Coleman was one of the only people, and it's been proved out as well. As a lot of managers have come to the club, a lot of players have come to the club and just seen it as like a stepping stone, or they'll just pass through. They don't yeah. kind of take the job seriously or, or treat it with the the respect that it deserves. And 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 it's it's clear from this episode and the the, the episode that preceded it that, that Chris Coleman wasn't wasn't that type of character, was he? Mm. No, I mean. So, as I said at the start with Coleman, it's like, in a way, like I, I think, and kind of obviously it's current and the situation with the new owners and stuff, but it feels a little bit like they sacked him because they couldn't have afforded his payoff if he stayed. Um, and you just think, like, you know, you never know maybe if Coleman had stayed. On and a new group came in, and he had a full season. Maybe he could have got us out of League One. You don't know, I guess. And some yeah. people might say, "Oh no, he was crap." I think, um, but I think I think if he'd had the full season, of the Championship, we would have stayed up. Like not, we wouldn't have stayed up like well. Yeah. But I think we would have got six or seven more points in the first fifteen games. Um, yeah. You know, to 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 get us up because really that's what's done us. It's not Coleman's. Spell that got us relegated. Really, it's that you know yeah. one win in fifteen games under Simon Grace. I think I, I definitely agree with that. I think we we certainly would have. I think we certainly would have had a bit a lot more fight than we did. Um, I think like to be fair, despite the fact, like we drew them, but like the Bristol City and the Borough games are kind of um, like they show that like no matter how bad we were defensively that we did actually keep fighting under Coleman which wasn't always the case prior to that I do think like in defensive like when he went at the end and I know like this isn't really our our turf this is Rory and Matthews so I do apologize but I think like there's also an argument that a bit like the players that were talked about 
he was going to be kind of forever tarred with what had gone on, even if it wasn't kind of massively his fault. But it, it has to have an effect. Like, it must have been an absolutely horrendous um, atmosphere to be in. And I think that's that's why, like, these episodes are quite, not, not like, funny, but, like, a bit odd in that, like, he's obviously an optimistic person and he's still, like, even at the end of this episode, I think he's talking about, like, being up for the fight and like seeing mm. things don't come easy and stuff and like like he's obviously kind of believing but it I, I just think the whole I think Gareth do you actually see when you talk about that like talk about like the issues being more deep rooted yeah yeah he does yeah and like I mean we've seen we're seeing that now and we we've like it's very easy now to look back with hindsight and see that's exactly what it was and I I, th- I think it's true like it it is really I, I it is like we talked about this at the start of the show but I think Coleman just comes across really really well and I agree Gareth I think if he'd been in charge all season I, I think we would have been all right yeah I don't think we would have stayed up comfortably it would have been no. we would have been bottom five but we might have we might have but, stayed up I think but he would still be operating under like the same kind of well like, restrictions we, oh, wouldn't he if we'd stayed up last year if we'd stayed up that year, God knows what would have happened. And it's the same almost if we'd gone up in season two. God knows what would have happened this season. Um, you dread to think. Probably would have been worse than the season one of Sunderland till I die. To be honest, <laughs> you know, given given the situation. Um, but we're digressing, really. But that's probably it, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, Coleman ends that episode with a little bit of a, a rousing speech, just saying that if if you can't, you know, if you can't deal with a little bit of criticism, or if you know, if you're going into it expecting an easy ride, you know, these moments are not for you. Um, yeah. I think Did you... He talks a lot about character. Um, yeah, he does. I think the crying shame was that he didn't have enough of those characters. Well, it's funny because at the very start of like episode five, he's kind of when when he when they're in that cafe in Tynemouth, he's like seeing how there's like no bad eggs and stuff. So it's a it, no, it's a, no, he said said there were no bad eggs in the whale squad. Yeah, he did. Oh, he said there are bad eggs in the Sunderland yeah. squad. He did say he ah, said there right. got to move on. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. Because I was when I when I heard that, I was like, eh, really? Because we're just about to have a whole episode on Jack Rodwell. Um, speaking of him and his mate Kit, like, having a drink mm. together, did you notice, like, the, the different drinks they have after the Middlesbrough game? Red wine. Yeah. So, like, Kit's got a beer. What's sorry? I know. Well, I noticed. I noticed Chris had the. Had yeah, the so Kit Simons has got a beer, and Chris Coleman sat there, very sophisticated with his with his vino. Fair play, him. He, he recognised early that he need, needed alcohol to get through that season. Yeah, well, they will. Look, we will look at Darren Gibson. They will. The lads will look at Darren Gibson in the next one. Yeah, so Rory and Matt will pick us pick us up from the ground in uh, episode seven and eight. Um, can Sunderland get out of this relegation battle? <laughs> Find out next time. But uh, but in in the meantime, uh, stay safe, look after each other, and fuck the mags. <laughs>